It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Friday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. As we have a jam-packed hour, we've got to kind of dig around in it uh, as we're going to talk uh, high school football, we're going to talk NBA, we're going to talk Major League Baseball, we're going to talk college football, we're going to talk NFL, and then we're going to talk about uh, the final clearing of uh of Cade Mays. We're also going to talk a little bit uh, about about uh, eight days until it's football time in Tennessee. I'm, I'm really uh, I'm digging in on how we're going to cover all of that here in about 45 minutes of talk time. But you know what? You can't get you can't get there unless you start. So we're we're going to get right into it uh, today. I think the headliner is Tennessee Volunteer offensive lineman Cade Mays. Granted, transfer waiver by the NCAA. Uh, Mark Schleybaugh reported that late last night, maybe 7.30 p.m. Said the NCAA has granted Tennessee offensive lineman Cade Mays a transfer waiver after initially denying that request. Volunteers coach Jeremy Pruitt told reporters after a Thursday practice, Mays played in all 14 games at Georgia last year before transferring in to Tennessee in January must still receive a waiver from the SEC to play for the Volunteers, but he's expected to be a starter on that Tennessee offensive line if eligible. The NCAA initially denied May's request for a waiver in August, but Tennessee officials asked the NCAA to reconsider, submitted additional information, and uh, and he ha- has basically been granted NCAA approval. Mays, a 6'6", 325-pound junior, is a native of Knoxville, younger brother Cooper, signed with the Volunteers er- during the early signing period in November and is now on campus. Their father, Kevin Mays, was an all-SEC guard and offensive captain for the Volunteers in 1994. And according to the Athens-Clark County State Court records, uh, Mays' parents have sued the University of Georgia System Board of Regents, uh, the Georgia Athletic Association, and other entities after Kevin Mays had his right pinky finger amputated because of an accident involving a folding chair at a Bulldogs team event in 2017. Uh, according to the complaint from damages filed, uh, basically just there there was discord between the Mays family and the University of Georgia. I, I think that's that's kind of the, the extent of it. But he played every every offensive line position while he was at Georgia, including six starts at right guard, two at right tackle, two at left guard, and one start at left tackle. Uh, he played in 11 of 14 games as a freshman and was named coaches uh, freshman All-SEC team in 2018. I, I think this is great news and well overdue. Uh, Cade Mays, and you can go around the country uh, between quarterbacks and and, and, you know, people who, you know, play different, maybe flashier positions, they're, they're getting immediate eligibility from the first go. 
Uh, so I appreciate Tennessee and uh, and his you know his people uh, for for submitting the the waiver and and then of course appealing that uh, once the first denial hit because this is a difference maker uh, on this football team, especially with with the the COVID protocol and and what could be uh, some limitations week to week. I think having a Cade Mays in your lineup is well better than not. And I know people are like, oh, that's that's earth-shattering news. Well, I'm not trying to drop earth-shattering news. What I'm trying to say is, is why 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 is anybody else any different? And, and what I get by that is is everybody else seems to really have a you know a good way of getting cleared and 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 getting their guys uh, the eligibility that that really they all deserve. Uh, but but at the same rate. Um, my my big thing was is it's been noted that they're they're reviewing that that one time transfer rule and possibly going to open it up to just be able to go. And I, so so when when that was said and then he didn't get cleared, I'm sitting here and I'm like, how does that even work? Like you're notably thinking about just opening the floodgates, but yet this guy whose dad got his pinky cut off by folding chair i mean insert gerard butler and law-abiding citizen here uh you know that just seems like a torture moment but and he doesn't get it when you talk about hardship i think i think that might be the image that you would see you would see this scenario making it very difficult uh to keep your mind and, and keep the scenario balanced if that's the best way to put it, but nonetheless, uh, he, he gets cleared by the NCAA. I think it would be, uh, I think it would be a foregone conclusion that the Southeastern Conference should clear him. That would be my opinion. I think it would be more difficult to get the NCAA uh, to buy in than the conference. Uh, but uh, given the fact uh, that nothing seems to be easy for Tennessee, I wouldn't uh, necessarily uh, coin this done just just yet. I, I hope I hope today they get some clarity. And the Southeastern Conference says, yeah, get after it. But uh, Cade Mays has worked really hard uh, to get involved with Tennessee, uh, to learn the playbook, to know what he needs to do, uh, and he's just looking to get in there and and, and play his brand of football. Honestly, uh, the dynamic of having he and Trey Smith not only on the same offensive line, but there's an opportunity uh, to have him and Trey on the same side of the ball. Uh, I don't know what the dynamic is. I don't know if Jeremy Pruitt wants to play Trey at tackle. Does he want to play him at guard? Does he want to put Kate at tackle or guard? Uh, I think all of those things are to be determined, but uh, I think Coach Friend uh, likes having those those decisions to make versus who could be uh, Cade's backfield if his eligibility was not granted. So, again, ding-dong, the witch is dead, and Cade Mays has been cleared. I think that's uh, that's news worth celebrating and honestly, uh, long time coming because it, it should have it shouldn't have taken uh, that long to necessarily get that one done. So uh, again, kudos to I guess his his team uh, for not giving up and then kudos to the to NCAA. They don't always get it right, uh, but uh, looks like the, I feel like they have uh, in this case. So again, uh, credit where credits due. Thanks for for. <laughs> For making a sweat, but getting it cleared up, none, nonetheless. Uh, but kind of moving right along because, as as I said, uh, the week is very full, and we will uh, we will try our best to get 
get everything in. Uh, if you look at the Thursday night games in the high school ranks, uh, there was really only one in the area uh, that you can look at and, and really say, oh, yeah, that was one that we needed to watch. And it was the rivalry Thursday game between Oak Ridge and Knox West. We talked yesterday about Knox West being 4-0 and only having one previous 5-0 start in their history. Well, let's make that two. They defeat Oak Ridge 22-7. Uh, wasn't the cleanest game. Uh, honestly, you know, I, I kind of kid, uh, you know, Knox West is the Rebels, uh, Maryville is the Rebels, uh, and, and I'll say I, I, I appreciate Maryville's brand of Rebels better uh, just because I think uh, uh, the, they were a little sloppy, Knox West, that is. Uh, last night there were some things that I thought Oak Ridge could capitalize on and they just didn't, uh, but Oak Ridge uh, nonetheless gets on on the board uh, once has a couple other opportunities and just kind of squanders them away inside inside the red zone. Uh, Twenty-two to seven was the final. Knox West improves to five and zero, oh, and uh, Oak Ridge falls to two and two and three. Um, uh, other games around the area or around the state. Uh, Wartburg fell to Midway, forty-five to fourteen. Midway now three and one. Wartburg zero oh and five. All the rest of the games were out on on the west or middle or west, and and honestly, they were all canceled. They were all Region 8 games, and they have all been uh, canceled or moved. So uh, nothing really to say out on that side of the state. But tonight, different story, uh, different story. A lot of games going around, going on around the area. A lot of games, there's a Saturday game this week, a really good matchup, and we'll talk about that. But if you look across, uh, really – some things that are that are going to continue to take place. Um, Maryville takes on Bearden, three and O Maryville uh, on the road for the first time here in 2020. We'll head to Bearden. This was supposed to be a week two matchup, uh, and it had to get postponed. Luckily, same bye week for Bearden and Maryville, so they just moved it to the bye week and had their their open date on week number two. Um, Maryville, of course, have ha- has had victories over William Blunt. Uh, they have had victories over Cleveland, and then they had a victory last week over Alcoa in the Battle of Pistol Creek. So 3-0 and is where the Rebels come into this matchup. And Bearden, however, they sit at 0-2. Uh, Bearden has had a run of it. Again, canceling their first two matchups or first two weeks uh, really pushed them into a spot to where their first game of the season on the road at Dobbins-Bennett, Kingsport-Dobbins-Bennett. All right, they lose that matchup pretty pretty convincingly. Uh, next, the, the following week, they go to Bradley Central, go to Cleveland area. They lose that game to a very good football team. Uh, so Bearden comes home to open their home stands for the first time, and who do they get to see? The Maryville Red Rebels. So Owen to Bearden uh, are looking uphill a little bit coming in here to their third game of the season. Maryville looks to get to 4-0. I don't think this one's a hard pick to make. Uh, give me the Red Rebels. Uh, give me give me them four and zero, and give me Bearden struggling uh, to get off the ground and, and running. I think they've uh, they've been sheltered a little bit. They've they've had to play two tough teams. So uh, I think uh, the stat line shows fourteen points four is what they're averaging and thirty eight points against. I, I think they get on the board a little bit here in this matchup. But I think Maryville, I think Parker McGill, and I think a a renewed. Uh, involved and and juiced up Carson Jones is just too much for the Bearden Bulldogs. It's in the dog pound, but I think the Rebels um, 
kick the door down of the dog pound. So uh, 3-0, Maryville moves to 4-0 after after tonight. North Green heads to Chucky Doak. North Green's 1-3. Chucky Doak's 2-1. Give me Chucky Doak uh, over North Green. Unicoi County heads to Claiborne. Unicoi is 2-2. The Blue Devils and the Bulldogs of Claiborne are 3-0. It'll be an interesting matchup. I think it's a good game for Unicoi, but uh, home team's 3-0. It's hard to go against. Give me Claiborne uh, to defeat Unicoi County. Hancock County 0-2 heads to Cloudland. 1-2. No idea, but Cloudland has a victory. Let's go with them. Davy Crockett, 2-2, two two, heads to 1-3 Cock County. Cock County has had some close games. Uh, just couldn't seal the deal on a couple of them. Uh, give me Davy Crockett over Cock County. Uh, again, just uh, not enough horses uh, for Cock County to be able to finish. I'm not saying they won't lead or have a good game. It's just normally uh, the finish is where they've been lacking this season. Uh, Morristown West, 2-0, oh, will head to Farragut, 2-1. Um, Knox or Morristown West, the Trojans, uh, need need a little help. I think Farragut's going to have a little extra juice in the tank as their coach uh, underwent surgery this week, and I think they'll be playing for him. Uh, give me the Admirals uh, to knock off Knox West and take them out of the ranks of the unbeaten and improve to three and one at home. Elizabethan three and zero heads to Granger County two and two. The defending four A state champs have looked the part here in twenty twenty. Three and zero turns four and zero. Give me the Cyclones over the Grizzlies. Uh, Dobbins-Bennett heads to Hardin Valley. Uh, Dobbins-Bennett 3-0. Hardin Valley 0-4. They look in a mirror, and that gap continues to get bigger. Give me Dobbins-Bennett over Hardin Valley. Uh, Again, Hardin Valley uh, skidding, to say the least, here in 2020. Science Hill at Jefferson County. Science Hill 3-1. Jefferson County 0-4. Jefferson County looking to fend off an 0-5 start. I don't know that that happens this week. Give me the Hilltoppers over the Patriots uh, here in this matchup. Tennessee High goes to Morristown East. The the uh, the if it was at Tennessee High, I, I would be a little little. It would be a lot clearer picture. Uh, Tennessee High is still two and one, but Morristown East is one and one. Um, uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think of Tennessee High over Morristown East. The Hurricanes, you know, they have a. A kind of a new coaching staff, and they're doing things a little different. So I'm going to go with the uh, the perennial, the traditional, the 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 mighty Vikings of Tennessee High. So give me Tennessee High over Morristown East. Uh, Sullivan North heads to South Green. Sullivan North 0-3, South Green 4-0. Give me that undefeated South Green team. The, the Rebels of their own right uh, look to stay perfect at home. Sullivan South 3-0 heads to Sullivan Central uh, 2-1. Uh, Sullivan South 3-0, and hard to go against the undefeated. Give me Sullivan South on the road to uh, to knock Sullivan Central down to 500 at 2-2. Two two. Sullivan East heads to Union County. Sullivan East 1-2, Union County 0-4. Oh, uh, Union County's been hit hard by COVID-19, and Sullivan East will probably go and take advantage of some short, short staff. Sullivan East wins over Union County tonight. I think they get back to 500. Union County would fall to 0 and 5. Cherokee Volunteer, Cherokee at Volunteer. Uh, I, I think you can flip a coin and go with this one. I'm going to pick Volunteer, the Falcons at home, just because uh, there, there's no real uh, reason to go the other way. Uh, just to be quite honest with you, uh, Howard is at Anderson County. Anderson County two and two, but I think they're a lot better than that record would show. 
uh, give me Anderson County in frustrated fashion, uh, defeating Howard at, at their home place. Austin East is 0-4. Greenville's 1-2. Maybe the worst uh, record between the two teams of this matchup ever. Uh, I'm going to go with the Green Devils on the road because Austin East couldn't stop running water. Uh, Udawa 2-2 two two, heads to Bradley Central. Uh, two good football teams. I just think Bradley's a little better. I think the 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 Bears of Bradley Central uh, get the best of the Owls of Udawa. Bradley Central over Udawa at home. Uh, Chattanooga Central, no, we'll move right on through that one. Uh, Cleveland will be at Heritage. Uh, Cleveland 2-2. Two two. Tito Boyd is the reason why I have to go with the Blue Raiders. Heritage 1-3. Uh, a lot of good battling uh, going on with this this football team. Uh, not last week so much, but or actually last week so much. Uh, they were they were one and one and two was looking to get back to five hundred and for the better part all the way down to twenty five seconds to go in the matchup. Heritage was leading the battle for the bell. Now we talked about this a lot uh, last year after the Lenore City heartbreaking loss. Um, how will this team respond? Coach Hammontree's probably had his hands full this week uh, with the motivation, uh, kind of turning some of that positive uh, into a positive this week. But I, I like Heritage. I, I think, you know, you talk about digging deep and finding things that we didn't know they had. I think Heritage has been able to play uh, a strong brand of football. But Cleveland, the Blue Raiders, if they hand it to Tito Boyd, there's not a lot of teams in, in East Tennessee that's going to stop him. And I think Heritage is just short-staffed uh, to be able to do that. Give me Cleveland over Heritage. Um, and, and, again, if Heritage is win, I'd, I'd love to be wrong about this matchup. So, again, Cleveland over Heritage uh, there tonight at Heritage. So if you if you if you haven't been to a football game, go to one of the prettiest stadiums uh, in East Tennessee. Go to Heritage. Check it out. Uh, Kingston is at Northview Academy. Kingston three and zero. Northview Academy two and two. Give me Kingston. Uh, Greenback one and three heads to Oliver Springs zero and four. It was noted that one of the Greenback coaches. I'm not. I don't know who who exactly it was. They said this is a great rivalry, and and that coach said. Uh, They've got to beat us first before it's a rivalry. So a little little fuel to the fire there uh, in this matchup. Greenbacks one and three. I think their lone win is a COVID win, and Oliver Springs sits at zero and four. They're they're my lone exposure to them uh, was their matchup with William Blunt a couple weeks ago. Uh, so I I'll be honest. I think Greenback's short staffed. I think Oliver Springs isn't very good, uh, but Greenback uh, gave a little bit of bulletin board material. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hope the Cherokees can back it up. Give me Greenback over Oliver Springs. Uh, Alcoa 3-1 goes to Pigeon Forge 2-0. Alcoa, after the Battle of Pistol Creek a year ago, I think they went on a six-game tear where they didn't allow a point. So I'm going to go with the Tornadoes. Huge. Uh, I I don't know how quick that clock can start moving. Well, it's the second half. I know that for a fact. But if it could start earlier, it will. Alcoa will roll, will steamroll uh, Pigeon Forge. And quite frankly, even the, the, the exit of Safdar McCreary, uh, I thought Lunsford did a really good job managing this team. And then Cam Burden uh, at a Wildcat position. He's he's dynamic as they come. I, I really like both of those guys as players. And then Greg Carroll's just a monster on defense. So give me Alcoa. Give me Alcoa big. Pretty much you can pencil me in Alcoa the rest of the season. Gatlinburg Pittman heads to Scott County 3-1. and one. Uh, Gatlinburg Pittman heads to 2-2 two and two Scott County. Give me GP. Uh, they've played a good brand of football. Uh, Knox Central has already beaten Seymour one to nothing. That is a COVID win as Seymour will fall to zero and five. 
And Knox Central improves to 5-0. Uh, Sevier County heads to South Doyle. Uh, South Doyle's 3-1. They're not a bad football team. And, and honestly, shocked the world a little bit, or at least the world in my mind, uh, as they as their big win a week ago. So uh, I, I think uh, Sevier County's going to have their hands full. I think it's a very much border war uh, a little bit with these two teams. Uh, Sevier County's not a bad football team, but I think Clark Duncan's boys – uh, we'll have enough to get it done at home. South Doyle over Sevier County is my pick. McMinn County 3-0 and comes to William Blunt 2-2. Two and two. I think it's if William Blunt can get this thing put together, they can win. McMinn County's 3-0. and I don't know that they've been tested a ton, uh, but I'm going to – I'm going to stay with the Govs. I, I think coming back and being able to battle and get that that battle for the Bell victory, even though you didn't play your best football game, uh, I think that maybe maybe gels the team together a little bit. Clamor, uh, you, you know, Gardner and those boys and Matosin, uh, Job the leg, you know, the what he brings to that that table from a receiver spot, uh, from a kicker spot. I mean, everywhere. Uh, give me give me William Blunt. I'm going to go William Blunt over McMinn County. Um, in this matchup uh, just because I think they're at home. I think they've got a little bit of uh, flavor to watch, and uh, and, and I'm going to go with them. I think that's a that's a good pick to have. Uh, all The rest of the ones around the area, Gibbs at Campbell County, two and two, both squads. Uh, I'm going to go with the host team, Campbell County, over Gibbs. Uh, Powell is 4-0 and after defeating Clinton, 0-4 uh, Clinton. But that looks like a week ago score. They actually, I think, play tomorrow. Um Carnes 0-3 goes to Fulton 1-3. Fulton got a big win a week ago, but again, uh, against another winless football team. So I'm going to go with Fulton. They're at home, but the Beavers don't bring a ton to the table. So uh, give me Fulton. They get to 2-3 in their climb back, hopefully, uh, to be uh, 500. Ray County and Lenore City, uh, Lockhorns tonight. Ray County 3-0, Lenore City 0-4. Give me Ray County, uh, Ray County, the home of Andy Kelly, former Tennessee quarterback, uh, and uh, and again, I, I like I like what they do down there. That's a that's a brand of football that's fun to watch. Uh, but that's the games on the docket for tonight. A lot of matchups to be seen. If you if you can't get out and you don't uh, necessarily want to make it to a game and you want to hear our local games, uh, both Alcoa and Maryville are on Blunt Broadcasting here on WKVL. You can check out Alcoa at Pigeon Forge. Uh, Marty Millsap's Heath Dunkel on the call, and you can catch it right here. I think pregame is 7 p.m., and they uh, they will go live game action at 7.30, but it is 100.9 FM, 8.50 a.m., and streaming at WKVL.com. You can also follow along on, on social media at Two High Two Hype Sports. That's T-O-O-H-Y-P-E Sports uh, on, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, but uh, And then if you want the Maryville Red Rebels, if you want to see the Rebels and the Beard and Bulldogs battle it out or hear about it, uh, check us out on our sister station, WGAP, as uh, Jude Ellison and myself uh, will be on the call as we will uh, we'll be on the road for the first time and be outside the press box. With social distancing, there is no room in the, in the press box, uh, so we'll be amongst the fans and, uh, and, and ready to call hopefully another Red Rebel victory uh, on 105.9 FM. 1400 a.m. and streaming at wgapradio.com again we actually throw the coach Derek hunt show at you at 6 30 uh, pregame at 7 or just shortly following the coaches show and, and then live game action at 7 30 so all all fun times uh, here at blunt broadcasting Friday nights means football 
uh, on your source for sports right here, Blunt Broadcasting. But uh, Saturday, the the game of the week, it'll be on TV, uh, my VLT, uh, Powell 4-0 at Knox Central 5-0. I think that's a huge game, monster game, sold out at the stadium kind of game. So if you want to hear about it, if you want to see about it, either listen to one of their local radio broadcasts or it will be on Mark Packer's crew, uh, my VLT Rivalry Thursday, but it'll be Saturday. So I guess it's Rivalry Saturday. But uh, check those out. It's always fun to watch, and uh, and those are two really good really good squads. Knox Central had a coaching change, but are back-to-back defending state champions. And Powell, Matt Lowe, and crew – um, really battled to get to 4-0, and a defeat of Anderson County and a couple other big-time wins uh, under their belt. Powell, Knox Central, two, two beasts going at it on Saturday night. So check that out. But, hey, we're going to check out these sponsors. We're going to take a break, listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to mow through more of basketball, baseball, and NFL as we, we grind out a Friday that has a lot to talk about and not a lot of time. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. 
Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online thegrindonsports.com that's thegrindonsports.com we don't always promise to be perfect but we promise to give you our honest opinion This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. As we as we continue to, to kind of beat this thing to death, we are running through sports uh, like it's going out of style. NBA will be next on the docket. It will be quick as last night the Heat take a commanding 2-0 lead over the Boston Celtics as they defeat the Celtics 106-101. to And... and Basically, Adebayo and, uh, and and the Heat and Jimmy Butler and those guys, they just outlast the Celtics. Celtics led this game most of the time. It was at the end of one was 31-28. Uh, at the end of two, they the Celtics outscored the Heat 29-19. to uh, The Heat came back in the second half and really closed the gap in the third quarter. And then the Celtics uh, just, just kind of didn't allow themselves enough room uh, to get back in this one. Uh, put it down on a last shot, uh, and, and the guys couldn't get it to fall. Kimba Walker leads the scores for the Celtics, 23 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and just uh, just a 0-2 hole that Brad Stevens and those Celtics have to dig out of. Not saying that it can't be done. I mean, I think you look at this postseason, the Denver Nuggets can do it at the, at a 3-1 click. So I think you've got to you've got to put some some rubber back down. You've got to get some things done, but. 
This is not what I expected out of this series. Honestly, I thought the Celtics were going to have a pretty fair time with the Heat. I thought maybe at, at worst it would be 1-1 one and one right now, uh, but I thought it was very possible for it to be 2-0 in favor of the Celtics. And, I mean, I'll be honest with you, about three shots change. Uh, they either don't go in for the Heat or they do go in for the Celtics, and, and, and Celtics have a 2-0 lead. So it, it's a very tight series. I, it's been fun to watch. Now, I still think there's there's not a lot of defense, and I think there's uh, uh, maybe even less consistency among the referees, but uh, that's that's the world they live in, and that's the uh, the brand of basketball they're playing. Uh, but that, that is now 2-0, so in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Heat have a commanding 2-0 lead. But tonight, the Western Conference Finals finally get kicked off because um, if you look at it, it the, the – uh, the slate of games, we'll see the, the Lakers and the Nuggets start the Western Conference Finals. I know it's, it's, it seems like it's uh, every, the LeBron series, they've, they've won and waited about 10 days. Now they, they won and waited about eight days. So uh, I think at this rate, uh, LeBron is going to – it's probably as best of a schedule as you're going to see in this COVID-stricken time. But it's Nuggets, Lakers starting tonight. And uh, I, I don't know what to expect, honestly. I, I'm not sure uh, if, if I think – I think the Nuggets have to get down 3-1 before their magic. I mean, I think they've shown that. Uh, so I don't know what, what you look at, what you say – uh, is, is what should happen or what could happen. But I think ultimately, uh, I think they're going to hit it tonight. I think Anthony Davis and LeBron need to lead this thing. And and I think what the Nuggets have shown is you don't let up on the Nuggets. You don't let Murray, you don't let Jokic uh, get, get a foothold. I mean, you just put the hammer down and, and get after them from game number one and put them away. And so I would think it's pretty paramount that the Lakers win game one, uh, but uh, Lakers are favored by seven. Over and under is 211, so they're averaging maybe a two a 106 uh, apiece kind of matchup. But I don't say that it's, it's a, a half-two win, and honestly, the Lakers have dropped, I think, game one of the first two series, so uh, I don't know that it's necessarily a lock that the Lakers win, but I will say um, – when you play with fire, uh, not a lot of times does it play out well for you. I think you have those examples, the Nationals, et cetera, uh, but I don't know that that shows well for the Nuggets. So I'm going to go with the Lakers tonight, and I think uh, by the time we see each other again or you hear me, uh, there will be uh, maybe another game off, off the board. Uh, so we'll see if I was right or if the Nuggets really do have a spark uh, that could lead them to an NBA Finals appearance. Who knows? Uh, that's been the, the wild and crazy of the bubble and the wild and crazy that has been uh, 2020 sports. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. I think the uh, the Celtics have to dig deep and get back in this thing. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know it's a foregone conclusion. This is not earth-shattering comments, uh, but they have to win game three. They have to win game three because I'm not saying that the Celtics couldn't come back from a 3-1 lead, but not a ton of people come back from a 3-0 deficit because you have to win four straight so uh, I think that's how it sits and that's what's uh what's on the 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 bubble and uh, at that rate uh, they've got to get right uh, before things get out of hand so switching gears uh, as I hate to do hard breaks but really the time is not really conducive to us doing anything else uh, the MLB standings as most teams have roughly 50 games in the books uh, there's only a couple teams that have locked in their playoff spot. 
in the in the American League, the Chicago White Sox, Tampa Bay Rays are the only team that have clinched the division. Uh, Tampa Bay has de- defeated the Yankees, Blue Jays, Orioles, and Red Sox to win the East, and the Chicago White Sox have capitalized on a lot of quality um, baseball and have defeated the Twins, Indians, Tigers, and Royals of the Central. Uh, if you if you look otherwise, uh, it's a little bit of a battle as Oakland and Houston have some some games left to be played together. Um, but we're in the home stretch. Uh, talk about the last ten. That's what we really really key on. Uh, a lot of people they're only going to have one more last ten. Uh, to be able to re- be reviewed. So at the moment, if if things were to stop right now, it would be Tampa Bay, the Yankees, White Sox, Twins, Athletics, Astros, and then looks like it would slide to the Blue Jays and the Indians uh, to make the American League cut. Uh, on the uh, National League side of things, looks like only one clinch, and that's the L.A. Dodgers, uh, 36 wins on the season. I would say so. Uh, they are well ahead of pace. The uh, second best record in baseball is within their own division, uh, the San Diego Padres. But um, the Atlanta Braves lead the East uh, by three games over the Marlins. The Phillies sit third back. Mets and Nationals round out the East. Chicago Cubs lead the Central uh, with Cincinnati Cardinals, or the Saint, the Cincinnati Reds, the St. Louis Cardinals. I couldn't have messed that up anymore. The Milwaukee Brewers and the Pittsburgh Pirates all looking up to the Cubs. Uh, Cincinnati the closest team at five and a half games back. A great recovery uh, for a Cincinnati Reds team that struggled uh, out of the gate. And in the West, again, clinching L.A. Dodgers with 36 wins, 15 losses on the season. The Padres four games back. And then the Giants, Rockies, and Diamondbacks all double-digit deficits uh, in in the mix, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I think there there there's several that are systematically eliminated. Arizona, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Washington, I think is is right there on the cusp. Uh, the Angels, Rangers, uh, Detroit Tigers, Kansas City Royals, uh, Baltimore Orioles, and Boston Red Sox. Probably all of those teams systematically eliminated. We're right at the 50 game mark, and they're 14 games back. Um, I'm not a super mathematician. Uh, but I'm, I feel like that's a pretty big lock. That's a, that's a deal that they can't undo. But in the National League, if it was to start today, it would be Braves-Marlins, Cubs-Reds, Dodgers-Padres, and then I guess the, the next two wild cards would be a little bit of a, a twist. It would be the San Francisco Giants and looks like the Phillies. Looks like the Philadelphia Phillies. So that would be a, a really strong uh, representation from the National League. So uh, again, Bravos is that uh, looks like they're they're really close to uh, to clinching this thing. I, I don't know how many more cross divisional games. That's really what dictates um, or or inter divisional games. Uh, I don't know. That's really what dictates how if if a team can recover. Uh, it looks like the Braves are now 50 games through, so they've got 10 games remaining. Uh, Marlins are 48 games complete, uh, Phillies 49 games complete, and then the Nationals, uh, they're, they're about 47. They're, they're a little struggling to get, get caught up, but they've got 29 losses, so I don't know that they're going to be a, a factor in that catch-up unless they play spoiler. But that's kind of where baseball sits. Uh, the, the, the bubble is going to maybe transition to baseball uh, in their postseason. I'm interested to how that's going to work. Uh, it's not an indoor a venue, venue uh, but how do they bubble up a baseball team? 
and we'll 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 watch and see how that that shakes out. I think anything these pro teams or these pro leagues uh, try is worth watching because it could really tell us uh, what uh, what everybody else could do uh, moving forward. But hey, we've uh, we've ran through and I mean sprinted through the NBA and through Major League Baseball. But let's take a break in efforts to get new college football and NFL review. Uh, before we cut out for the weekend. But, hey, you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind, Shotgun Edition, uh, right here, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WG, or WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blunt County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire 
inquire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday Shotgun Edition of the Grind. As we have we have moved quickly through uh, both uh, talking about Cade Mays, talking about prep sports, talking about NBA, Major League Baseball. Now we're on college football. Uh, college football is upon us, and it is is kicked off last week. But we'll again talk about it this week. Uh, Friday night game has been postponed. Houston and Memphis were supposed to lock horns on the other side of the state. Uh, that has been postponed um, as they will, will settle a later date for that one. But Saturday noon kickoff, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State sits at the number 11 spot in the recent AP poll. Oklahoma State favored by 22.5 on this one. Uh, I don't think that one's a hard one to pick. Austin P heads to Cincinnati. Cincinnati ranked number 13 in the country. Uh, I wonder if uh, if Austin P will have anything to say about that. Uh, he, they've got Jeremiah Oatsvall, uh, who is is their returning uh, the quarterback for Austin P. And uh, we'll see if the 0-2 Austin 0-2 Austin P squad uh, can do anything with Cincinnati. Uh, number 19 Louisiana. Uh, that's just really crazy to me uh is taking on georgia state i think louisiana is favored in this matchup by 16 uh and why not but i'll say you george don't don't sleep on georgia state uh, take that from a tennessee fan uh syracuse heads to pittsburgh pittsburgh number 25 team in the country and they're favored by nearly that many points 21 and a half is the line pittsburgh over syracuse i don't know that they cover but give me the panthers uh, to win the matchup. Uh, Notre Dame, number seven team in the country, will host South Florida. Notre Dame favored by 26. Uh, South Florida is the uh, is the new location, new home for Holden Willis. So I'm going to probably be pulling for the Bulls. Uh, but I also appreciate Holden for, for coming on uh, last season. But uh, I also want him to go down there and have real big success against Notre Dame. So uh, I don't know if he'll see the field today as a freshman, uh, but nonetheless, that's a that's a good environment uh, for him to be exposed to. So uh, wish him the best and wish against uh, Notre Dame. So uh, give me Notre Dame to win, but uh, hope South Florida makes them makes them work for it. Uh, number fourteen team UCF uh, heads to Georgia Tech. UCF favored by seven and a half. Georgia Tech 
came back and got the victory over Florida State, or I think that line would have been somewhat better. Uh, Jeff Sims, uh, you got to watch out for him, a little dual-threat guy, led the uh, led the uh, Ramblin' Wreck in passing and rushing a week ago. So I think UCF will have a hard time bottling him up. Uh, but give me the Knights. I think they, uh, they are good enough uh, to get Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech will still be thinking about beating Florida State and not worried about the, the Golden Knights. Uh, Appalachian State and Marshall. Uh, it's in Huntington, West Virginia. I've actually seen that stadium. Uh, it's very – it's quaint. Uh, I think that's a good way to put it. App State favored by four and a half. Uh, I took Marshall on the line uh, there there yesterday, so I might as well stick with it now. Uh, give me the thundering herd uh, to hold down their home front and get Appy State uh, in a close one, in a close one. The Citadel uh, heads to number one Clemson. I don't think there's a line because everybody knows. Uh, give me Clemson in that matchup. Miami and Louisville uh, at Cardinal Stadium in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it will be the 7:30 matchup on, uh, I'm assuming, ACC Network. But number 17, Miami, takes on number 18, Louisville. The line is Louisville two and a half. They didn't even get the full home field advantage. Um, I'm going to go with the Hurricanes. Uh, I don't know why, but I just think it's it's going to happen. Miami's going to be Miami. They're going to have an athletic, amazingly athletic outing. And I just I, I'm picking the Hurricanes. Uh, let that be known. Uh, Charlotte, the 49ers, 0-1 heads to 1-0 North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina probably he- heavily favored. No line listed here, but I would give the Tar Heels a pretty heavy heavy favorite. Give me the Tar Heels. BYU at Army. That's a 21 and 22 matchup. But I think BYU is a fun looking football team. They scored a ton of points in that 1 0 victory there uh, last week. And I think it's going to be more of the same uh, as that's their second uh, service academy. And I think the result is the same. Give me BYU over over Army. Uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech uh, is, is, it says to be determined uh, on the. on the line, so I don't know if that's been postponed or what, but uh, uh, that that's it. Oh, by the way, uh, that Charlotte and North Carolina game uh, now has moved to canceled. Oh, that's that's awesome. I swear the refresh button is my nemesis because it did not. It may have said that before, but it is six a.m. So six forty-nine to be exact. Uh, but that's that's NCAA uh, this week. Uh, I I like it, but I'm kind of amongst the 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 SEC purist. Uh, that say, oh, good, preseason games. Because I think next week is, is when things will really kick off, when things will really get eventful, it'll, whatever you want to say. There, there's some games trickling in. There's some things happening, what have you. But I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. This, this just ain't what I'm interested in. But next week, Southeastern Conference football starts. A couple weeks later, uh, everybody's kind of in the mix. And, uh, and then, of course, in mid-October, the Big Ten decided uh, that they may want to play a little bit too. So uh, a lot of things moving forward, a lot of things going on, and uh, hopefully uh, they continue to be safe uh, in doing so. But the NFL, however, wide open. Uh, last week was a pretty good week uh, for, for the NFL. Honestly, uh, you could tell that there wasn't preseason games, but it honestly made for some pretty good football Uh, Week two is actually already underway as the Thursday night game coined the Battle of Ohio, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Uh, Lock and Horns, battle of two number one picks, battle of two Heisman Trophy winners, and uh, and Baker Mayfield, the the incumbent, if you will. He's been in the league a couple years, uh, gets the victory 35-30 
over the Cincinnati Bengals, but not without some fireworks. Joe Burrow, 37 of 61. Yeah, I said he threw it 61 times. 316 yards, three touchdowns. Nick Chubb had 124 yards rushing, two touchdowns. And OBJ, leading receiver for Cleveland, four catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. A little bit of a dogfight here, but I think it continues to show Joe Burrow's good enough. Joe Burrow can get it done. And honestly, you put that back on some of these receivers. There were several that I watched in the first half of this game, and I'm sitting here going, well, that's a first down he dropped. Well, that's one that he should have caught. Now, granted, I think, you know, Joe's still having to to get caught up on the speed of the game, and you see some things behind the receiver, or you see things, you know, maybe leading him too much. But everything's in the wheelhouse of what, my opinion, an NFL receiver should catch. I just, at that rate of pay, I just feel like the if, if your fingers can touch it, you should catch it. Uh, is is that is that a lot? Is that asking too much? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm okay if that's too much because they get paid a lot, so I'm I'm okay with it. But anyway, the Browns get the win. Uh, they get back to 500 at one and one. The Bengals fall to 0 and two. Both of their losses coming less than one touchdown differential. Uh, so again, Joe Burrow is 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 kind of grinding it here in his first season. There's a reason Cincinnati got the number one pick. It wasn't because they were a quarterback away. Uh, So there's other pieces they're going to have to add, and I think you can tell that Joe Burrow, if he can stay healthy and keep keep upright, um, he's he's going to be something fun to watch. Uh, The the Sunday games on the slate, and we'll run through those. Uh, The Giants at the Bears, Chicago favored by five and a half. Uh, Giants zero and one, Bears one and zero after a come from behind. uh, Mitch Trubisky uh, come from behind victory. Uh, Let's see if the Bears can keep it up. Chicago's favored by five and a half. I'm going to go with the Bears. I think they, uh, they, they've they probably got a better defense, and, and in those situations, that's what you want to roll with. Uh, Falcons at the Cowboys. Cowboys, a four-point favorite at home. Falcons uh, didn't necessarily look the best, uh, which I'm not a fan of their new unis, but honestly, their on-field play uh, had, had a little bit they could have gotten back. They started the season 0-1, as did the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys just did it um, on Sunday night. Uh, in a little bit more prolific fashion, but uh, but Matt Ryan, um, if you look at his uh, his his lines and different things that you can watch for, it says he's thrown for 450 yards and two touchdowns. I mean that's a that's pretty electric, uh, but nonetheless, um, can he do it against the Cowboys? We'll see how that goes. Dallas has the four point line. It's hard for me to say this. I, I don't. I don't know which way I want to go. It's in Arlington. I think they get to one and one. Uh, but I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I, I think. I, now I'm going to go with Dallas. I, that was as probably as hard of a pick as I'm going to have this whole time. But I'm going to go with Dallas just because I don't think. I think Julio Jones is what you got to stop with Atlanta. Uh, and, and 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 if you can do that, you've got a lot of stuff curtailed down. So uh, give me. Give me the Cowboys in, in that matchup. Uh, the Lions at the Packers. Packers favored by six and a half. Give me the Pack. Uh, Jaguars at the Titans. Titans get the victory over the Broncos in week number one, and they're favored by seven and a half at home against Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me the Titans. I like the way they looked. I thought the defense had a, a sense of urgency about them. Uh, so give me the Titans at home to get to two and zero. Oh. The Vikings at the Colts. Colts favored by three. 
I think this is a battle of two uh, fair football teams. Uh, I think they both have their their problems. They both started 0-1, uh, but I'll give it to the Colts uh, to get back to 1-1. Phillip Rivers' first game with the Colts did not go the way he wanted. Uh, I think he, he rebounds and has a little better outing uh, this week. Bills at the Dolphins. Buffalo favored by six. I'm going to go with the Bills just because they look good and got to 1-0 and in week one, and Dolphins just took Tua off the injured list and may – uh, do the unthinkable and throw him in there. So we'll we'll see, but I'm going to go with Buffalo uh, probably to cover. 49ers at the Jets, San Francisco favored by seven. Uh, they lost their week one matchup, as did the Jets, but Garoppolo and company, the defending NFC champs, uh, I give them the, the nod uh, to get to victory there. The Rams at the Eagles, Philly favored by one. Give me the Rams in probably what was the worst-looking uniforms of week number one. Uh, the Broncos are at the Steelers. Uh, it's Pittsburgh by seven and a half. It's uh, we'll go by the way of Cortland Sutton if he comes out and has the opportunity to play. I think we have an opportunity to be competitive. Uh, but if you if you want my honest opinion, uh, I think the zero and one turns to zero and two for the Broncos and Steelers stay perfect at home. Uh, give me give me the Steelers to win this matchup. They're going to have to prove to me in Broncos country they can get it done. The the Panthers at the Buccaneers, both 0-1 teams, uh, both with new quarterbacks. Uh, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay at home. I think it, it'd be hard for, for Tom Brady to go to 0-2. The Washington football team will head to Arizona. Uh, Arizona favored by 6.5, and, and lightning in the bottle won't strike twice. Give me the Cardinals over the Washington football team. The Chiefs at the Chargers, KC favored by eight and a half, and I think they'll have that probably by the end of the first quarter. Give me the Chiefs over the Chargers. Uh, Ravens at the Texans, Baltimore favored by seven. J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson showed that they're both electric, and I think the strikes will hit early and often. Give me the Ravens over the Texans. Uh, Patriots at the Seahawks, Seahawks favored by three and a half. I think this is a really good matchup. As Cam Newton showed that he could lead this football, this Patriot team in, in a way differently than Tom Brady. I think they're smart. After a week one win, uh, they will learn some things and do some things a little different. Uh, and, and I think this is going to be a really good matchup in Seattle as, uh, as the Patriots go across country to take on the Seahawks. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks, but I think it's going to be closer uh, than people like to give it credit for. And then the Monday night game, we'll talk about it on Monday, but it's Saints at the Raiders. Uh, Saints 1-0, Raiders 1-0. Uh, I think the Saints are just a – they have a lot more firepower uh, to be had right there. So uh, we'll talk more about Monday Night Football as Monday gets here. Uh, but, man, I think we've done it. We've talked NBA, college football, high school football, uh, NFL, and Cade Mays getting freedom uh, all in about 40 minutes of talk. I don't think that's terrible. Uh, looking looking uh, uh, back uh, – all-time number eights uh, for Tennessee. Eight days until it's football time in Tennessee. You got to go. You you have to go. Andy Kelly. Uh, I think he's the one that everybody remembers. Tyler Bray, Marquez North wore eight. Uh, Ty Chandler has worn number eight. Uh, a, a lot of Vols uh, sit there with number eight on their chest and have some very big success. But Andy Kelly uh, will be my all-time number eight at the moment uh, because when you go to Notre Dame, you're down a big deficit at half and you roll back. And take down the Irish. The the when you have a game coined the miracle at South Bend, I think you uh, you hold a special place in Tennessee history. So again, from Ray County, uh, the Fighting Andy Kellys, 
Uh, give me Andy Kelly as my number eight as we are now eight days until it's football time in Tennessee, and tomorrow will be one week. It'll be the last Saturday without Tennessee football. Let it sink in, people. One more weekend, and we get Tennessee football a week from tomorrow. But, hey, we've uh, we've ground out on a Friday shotgun edition. All the picks are in. Take them or leave them. But, hey, we're going to get on out of here again. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on. <laughs>